everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Quick disclaimer, we don't have a guest. We do not have a guest today. And the reason we don't have a guest today is because we have a very, very big guest coming up and we didn't want to just rush the episode and release it immediately. So today, I'm glad to announce you've got me and Steve just chatting away, which means that for our Patreon listeners, you'll be getting a bonus episode. So, you know, every every cloud has a silver lining. But uh, let's get right into it, Steve. Yeah. New panty just dropped. What are you telling me? You're telling me more than a panty D. Another one. Yeah, new panty D about oh, to drop okay. right now. Let me let me read the let me read the news article for you. So Russia reports first human cases of H5N8 bird flu. I mean, it sounds very 2013, but new new bird flu just dropped. Seven people at a poultry farm in southern Russia have tested positive for H5N8 bird flu. The government announced on Saturday, making it the first time that a highly pathogenic virus has been found in humans. There is no evidence of human-to-human transmission. Today, I want to inform you about an important scientific discovery made by scientists at the Vector Scientific Center, said Anna Popova, the head of Russia's uh, consumer health watchdog. The first case of human infection with avian influenza A, H5N8, have been laboratory confirmed. So wait, are you telling me like at this moment in time, they a human being has been infected, but they don't know whether other human beings will be infected from that human? I mean, they're saying there's no evidence of human-to-human transmission, but the story mm-hmm. continues. Popova said the virus was detected in seven employees at a poultry farm in southern Russia, where an outbreak of bird flu had previously been reported amongst the bird population. She described the cases as mild, according to Interfax News Agency. The virus is able to be transmitted from birds to humans. It has overcome the interspecies barrier, Popova said. But today, this variant of the influenza virus is not transmitted from person to person. Time will tell how quickly subsequent mutations will help overcome this barrier. The cases have been reported to the World Health Organization, uh, Popova said. Outbreaks of H5N8 bird flu have been reported in countries from around the world, but no cases were ever found among humans. In general, human cases of H5 virus are rare and generally occur in people who are exposed to sick or dead infected birds, mm-hmm. according to the World Health Organization. In rare cases where people are infected with the H5 virus, it can lead to severe illness or death. So, okay. I mean, they're saying no human-to-human transmission, but seven employees got it. If, it. if it was a case of it was a very rare instance where it just jumped the species barrier, why would that happen seven times? I'm under the assumption that it does pass from human to human. So, like, separate, seven separate people, you know, like, that seems form, to indicate yeah. that, why, I mean, why would, it, why would the transmission mode affect how it how it you know i mean how it spreads so if it spreads to seven independent people i mean we may not have the evidence now but it's very early on i think they like this report has been released today so yeah yeah i mean this is this is just like breaking news boy if we have you're getting breaking news from the verbal reason podcast right now if we get the h5 on top of ebola and um, i mean on top of (laughs) well yeah if you get it on top of ebola that's pretty bad too that's pretty bad but at the moment we're not on that level but obviously on top of covid I don't know. I feel like we'll be struggling, man. This is, we're already on our knees. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I, I'm not sure. But like, hopefully, hopefully they can keep this on the wraps. I mean, if they already have the first eight people and they kill the rest of the chickens, uh, sorry, vegans, but uh, <laughs> if they kill the rest of the chickens, I guess do a culling, would that stop it? I mean, it, it, yeah, I guess it would because you know where the, the source of the mutation that can cross the species barrier is. So if you, I guess, get rid of all of the chickens there and you quarantine the people, then it, it 
you know theoretically shouldn't spread right but, but they, thinking, yeah. it has it has been reported in multiple multiple you know cities around the world because i believe i was i was googling it and i believe just like a day ago um they reported it in uh in scotland what? and in germany as well so two weeks ago they germany battles another h5n8 bird flu outbreak on turkey farm and then h5n8 bird flu detected in beijing unlikely to cause further epidemic says expert again two weeks ago but like uh, how does it happen at the same time in different areas like for me that don't make sense Again, look, uh, Scotland confirms second bird flu case of, this is the H5N1 bird flu. Uh, so, And that was yesterday. So I don't know. I mean, it, it looks as though highly pathogenic H5N8 bird flu cases in South Korea nearing 100. What? Five hours ago. So I, I don't really know what's <laughs> going on, but I, I literally saw a tweet uh, from, uh, you know, Spectator Index saying, oh, Russia's announced that it's passed on to humans. And I was like, oh, let me go Google H5N8. And all of a sudden, you see all these news articles over the past month from different countries saying that they've had this outbreak. Obviously, in those cases, there's no detection of it passing on to humans. But in Russia, it has. Mm. And, and, you know, Italy reports H5N8 bird flu outbreak in central part of the country three weeks ago. So the more you read about it, you're like, oh, wow, okay, this is actually, you know, in Swans, it was detected a month ago in the Czech Republic. Like, how, how, how does this happen all at the same time? Uh, I'm starting to believe the Bill Gates uh, conspiracy theories now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, we don't know much about how, you know, this sort of thing happens. But like, you might be interested to know that Reuters, the, the news channel, reported yeah. a month ago that they had that same bird flu in Algeria. Oh, really? That's interesting. So look, you're talking Algeria, Estonia, uh, you know, Czech Republic, Scotland, Russia, Germany. Italy, they've all reported this same strand of bird flu in the past month. And now Russia said that it's passed on to a person. And I feel like here's the problem with, with listening to all this stuff now that we've had COVID. When COVID first came out, they told us it was mild then as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now whenever you read something like this, you can't help but go, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if, if really that it is the case that it's not that important. Or really, is this just another... Panny D waiting to happen. But is it is it life threatening? Or what are we talking? Is well, I mean, right? I don't know. That that one report from the World Health Organization says that it can cause serious illness or death. Mm, right, right, right. So again, I mean, what does this mean? I don't think we've ever been in a compounded uh, virus world. <laughs> I mean, we've had like uh, severe, obviously like COVID, but like two big viruses hit at the same time. I wonder what the effects are. In a sick way, like my sick mind is thinking. Well, what would to be happen? honest, with with influenza and COVID, you know, there was that period where there was some fears that, you know, either what's going to happen is influenza and COVID are going to battle it out to get the most viable hosts, and one yeah. is going to fall down in numbers than the other, or there will be a cross mutation of some sort, and you'll get like a super virus. <laughs> Right. So, you know, you don't know these things uh, or, you know, they cross and you get a really weak, weak virus. The only crossover I want to see is DC and Marvel. Uh, I don't want to see this crossover, man. This is crazy. Let's not let's not let's not go there, bro. But yeah, I mean, I literally just Googled this and you're getting my real life, you know, real time reaction because the Mm -hmm. more I'm looking, look, 1.3 million chickens to be culled after bird flu hits Sweden's biggest egg producer three weeks ago. Austria reports reports H5N8 bird flu in swans. 
Like I'm just looking through Google News and I've just written H5N8. And the more I scroll through, the more I'm seeing cases of of this thing that we obviously we had no idea. We didn't look at look, Nigerian poultry farms, avian flu reemerges again I mean, yesterday. I wonder whether this has always happened or whether like we're in a special time where diseases are gonna be, you know, more rampant and more frequent in terms of large diseases. I mean, we know in the past, we, you know, we had the Black Death, etc. But I feel like they were very, like, statistically rare and did not happen within the same time spans of each mm. other. Whereas now we live in a time where, you know, the, I mean, we've been in our own lifetimes, we've been through like six, do you know what I mean? Like SARS and bird yeah, flu, I mean, the first um, bird flu, and then Ebola. And it's like, when does it end? I mean, in India, they've, they've had to cull about 110,000 birds a week ago. Uh, and you know, as I said, look. For example, there's there's an article here from the Republic saying experts mm. say the flu is almost wiped out as it's, it's in its lowest level in 130 years. So I guess the whole thing of um, you know COVID and the flu might battle it out for a viable host, and then you see a fall in one of their numbers. I guess we could we could then make the assumption that COVID currently is beating influenza, and so that's why influenza is low as well. That could be one of the contributing factors, for example. So, you know, you don't know with viruses what's going to happen. You might think, oh, they're going to combine and get worse. Or it could be that one virus beats out another. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know. And like you said, this might be something that just happens all the time, but we're paying more attention to it because we're now in, in this time where we're all scared of of pandemics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I mean, I've just, I've just Googled it and I've seen so many articles of just in the past month of it flaring up in all over the world. Do you think we should like adjust the way we live? Do you think like oh, there needs to be a major adjustment in how human beings live in general? hundred percent. I think especially with bird flu, one of the major contributing factors is that battery farming. Mm. So if you have like one sick bird and they're all crammed close together and you're killing thousands of birds a day and yeah, yeah. Cramming, cramming them all together, of course, if there's a disease there, it's going to spread even quicker. I, I'm not one of the people who believes that, you know, people should all be vegan. Yeah, yeah, but, um, but method, I do agree with them yeah. to an extent on an ethical standpoint. But I do, but my way of looking at it is, you need to be a bit more um, responsible, living in excess. Yeah, yeah, that's we it. kill so many animals and so many like you know we we cut down so many rainforests and we do all of this and that for products that eventually, in many cases, you know, you've seen all the videos of uh, food just being thrown away from supermarkets and you know, uh, farms and stuff like that, because it just doesn't get consumed. We're over farming and under consuming at the point. What is the point of us, you know, uh, killing millions of birds if half of them aren't even going to be sold? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you do it in a way where you don't push towards excess, you could say, okay, less battery farming, more free range. The birds have space to travel. If there is a disease, it doesn't quickly, you know, go through the bird population we can nip it in the bud quickly, better quality of life, less likely to have infected meat or poor quality meat because we're not in this kind of, oh, let's churn out as much product as we can sort of environment. But I do understand the economic implications of that as well. Like obviously farmers and stuff need to make their money somehow. Yeah, the so, kernel um, will come for your neck, bro. You know KFC I mean? kernel, yeah. you'll be coming yeah, at your yeah. door. I don't want that KFC KFC contract on my head. Do you know what I mean? But I do yeah, think yeah. we live in a bit of excess. So I agree, I agree. I th- so, yeah, yeah. I, I think so as well. Like the methodology of how we... Uh, source meat should change but like we should be under no illusion that that would mean that our diet would need to change as well Mm. like for example all fast food like 
all fast food is meat based, which doesn't make sense to be honest. Like there should be variety. Do you know what I mean? Why yeah, can't we I'm... have fast food that's just chips or? Well, actually, this is a very important, uh, quite interesting point you brought up, right? Mm. So today, I've just been seeing like a lot of discourse online about um, going to the gym. Is it fat phobic and stuff like that? Because, you know, obviously people are talking about, and we've said this before as well, like there is an obesity issue in the country, right? But when you mention it, it's seen as, oh, are you being fat phobic and whatnot? I feel like, you know, given everything that's happened with like, you know, contaminated meat and stuff like that, even if it was just because of that, if we stopped consuming as much unhealthy food and as much unhealthy fast food as you just put it, because most of it is meat-based, just deep-fried food, yeah, you're 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 killing two birds with one stone. Exactly. You're yeah. getting rid of you're getting rid of this really unhealthy food that is contributing massively to obesity, and you're also you know reducing demand. Yeah, yeah. Reduce, you're stopping like all of these diseases from coming. I mean, we don't know where COVID came from, but even that was through the consumption of animal meat that was diseased, right? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's, we do need to change our diets as the human human race. And I feel like a lot of these things have come from consuming meat that we shouldn't really be consuming, basically. So this isn't being fat phobic or nothing, but I just feel like, you know, for your health, you need to be in good physical shape, right? And making these adjustments will help in a variety of ways and that will be one of them people will be in better shape yeah yeah obviously we're not saying like discriminate on, on people that yeah, are, yeah of course you know, like, enjoy whatever. burgers because then they'll be discriminating there and then that's not fair but like oh, yeah come on you know come on you know listen big as a belly. fellow member of the big belly bbw do you know what i mean okay i don't know about bbw steve can't know but <laughs> like <laughs> as a member of the big belly committee uh you know I, I do i do agree that we do need to change change diets and attitudes towards how we farm and eat meat yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and stuff like this, you know, is worrying. But again, we're not experts on virology, and so I don't know if this is something that happens just, all the time. And just for just industry, like just industry-wise, like we know it's not the best conditions when it comes to factory uh, battery farming. And mm-hmm. the only the only pressure of why that's happening is because the demand's so high. So if we yeah. reduce the demand, then the methodology of producing meat will have to change because it will be too expensive. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. It's not what people want. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, um, obviously, veganism is all the way to the end, and that introduces its own issues as well in terms of like desertification, etc. But like, there needs to be a balance in life, and the where we are now at this time, we eat too much meat. Yeah, I think especially in like the west Western countries, we we farm more than we can eat, and then when you For look sure. at like you know, there's a famine in Yemen at the moment. Um, which obviously is because of its own reasons. But like, for example, you look at countries around the world where there's a shortage of food and then you look at the West where we're throwing food away from supermarkets because it doesn't sell. And you're thinking there there is a weird balance here that needs to be addressed. And, you know, we need to farm less or we need to give what we've farmed to others so that, you know, on on a global level, do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's food banks yeah, in this yeah. country at a record high, but we're throwing away food. I just don't. Well, understand. It needs to be balanced. I mean, like, even just in the UK, forget about the rest of the world. In the yeah. UK, there are kids that are hungry, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, free school meal kids. Do you know what I mean? They miss the like, bro. Do you remember like free school meal? You wouldn't even get like you. You either choose a sandwich or you can't get this. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, it's yeah. it's a bit crazy. And the fact that we just throw away food, like, why can't that just be? Like, I don't understand the logistics of it. Like, if you're throwing it away. And it's perfectly like good to eat. Why don't you just give it away? It, it doesn't but make sense. Here's in my, my head. thing: rather than throwing it away, cool. If you're saying that this won't sell and I won't be, you know, it's not viable for my business to just give out free food, cool. Then just farm less. 
Yeah, you know yeah what I mean? that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. then, then, then you get rid of battery farming as well if you don't need to produce as much meat in one go. Like me personally, I, I would that would be something that I would definitely want to tackle because I feel like, as I said, a lot of these viruses in the past what 10, 15 years because we have seen an increase of of these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. And that's I feel true. like it, it it does always come back around to the consumption of unhealthy meat or diseased meat. I think life comes down to a balance and we need to just rebalance ourselves. And we're at this point in time, we're not balanced at all. Like we said, like yeah. I said earlier, every fast food option is a meat-based thing. That makes no sense. Like there's no variety at all. And obviously it's unhealthy, but like uh, at least introduce something that's a bit pl- more plant-based as fast food or... Uh, and it's obviously like this is what the consumers want, but also this is what the industries converge to. And I guess it's cheaper for them to produce. So, um, yeah, we just need better quality and less, uh, you know, intensiveness in production when when we're going to throw it out anyway. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. anyway, yeah, it makes no sense. But yeah, uh, maybe... so that's that's the current update on the new panny that is just slowly brewing away. Hopefully, it doesn't become a COVID type situation. But yeah, just we we thought we'd keep you up to date. But is there anything else you want to discuss, Steve? Yeah, so I don't, uh, probably the listeners have heard about the Texas weather. You know, the mm. good old cowboys down there have been experiencing some snow and some really, really low temperatures. Um, you know, it's all good and fun for the young and people that have probably never seen snow before. But obviously, on the other side of things, it is technically a natural disaster in the sense that, you know, the houses there aren't designed to perform for, uh, you know, these freezing temperatures. And neither is the, you know, the whole ecosystem. Um, So I'll I'll read from the article. Uh, Basically, power was lost and around 13 million people are still facing difficulties accessing clean water, which we really take for, you know, we take for, um, what's the word? Um, Granted. Granted, but... Granted, 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 the immigrant, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but like you know, how important clean water is, like for everything cooking, cleaning, um, you know, cleaning yourself, etc. Uh, nearly 60 deaths have been attributed to the cold weather, which is uh, insane. Um, winter weather has almost cut off water in the city of Jacksonson, J- Jacksonson, Jackson, Mississippi, homes, and around 150,000 people. So that's quite a large amount. As well and as the largest... Can I ask you something? Can I yeah, ask you something? Go on, go on. Were you that kid that started bear when you were reading in listen, front of the listen, class? Listen, you were in it. You listen, were in it. I got an A star. I got an A star in English language. Well, Don't, talk you Don't talk to me. I got A star. Okay, well, that just goes to show the, the current the level. decimation of our uh, <laughs> British public schooling system. Let all me right. read this here because you're getting on my nerves. All right, right? All right. Let me read this, okay? So the southwestern state's energy grid has been overwhelmed by a surging demand for heat as temperatures plummeted to 30-year lows hitting zero degrees Fahrenheit or minus 18 degrees Celsius earlier this week. As of Friday, about 180,000 homes and businesses in Texas still had no electricity. Amid freezing temperatures earlier this week, as many as 3.3 million were without power. Around 30 million people, close to half of the state's population, have faced some disruption of water services as hundreds of water systems have been damaged by the freeze. Okay, so that's just the general gist of it, okay? Mm -mm. So minus 18 degrees in texas that's cold man even here that's cold Bro, Look, imagine 18 degrees celsius are you mad and in texas isn't texas meant to be like super hot bro there's there's deserts in texas of course do you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the hell is this about i mean is global warming is that is that is that what we can attribute know. this to what is this like or well, how can you suddenly hit minus 18 degrees celsius in texas you know when they say when hell freezes over 
Yeah, yeah, that's it's it. Basically, where hell has frozen that's over Texas. now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, Texas you see is what hell. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think in Saudi Arabia as well, in the desert, they they start they start to snow. I mean, obviously, we know at night in the desert it gets super cold, but it hasn't snowed like in in I believe years or years and years and years. Ever, so, ever, yeah. No one can remember that, or maybe no. even ever. Do you know what I mean? So, what do you attribute that to? I mean, like you could say global warming now, but obviously there might be like a specific condition that has affected it. So uh, I guess we'd have to wait until all the data is out and the analysis has been done. But mm. this is obviously not a normal functioning of weather in Texas. And like yeah, you said, yeah, go on. The, the the state's energy grid has gone down. Yeah, that's good. that's that's big time loss, bro. That's that's and don't forget, we're not just talking about homes. That means hospitals are gone. You know, people on. Mm. Uh, life-saving equipment what, what are they going to do once they run out of the alternate uh, energy do you know what I mean the backup generators what happens then I feel like um, so I saw online someone said that this kind of reminded someone who was a you know survivor of uh, Katrina uh, they yeah. say that this kind of felt a bit like that in the sense that initially they were like oh you know no one's dead basically but then as as time goes on you you start you know the, the disaster identification teams come through victim identification teams come through and more and more people are reported dead. So, you mm. know, there's obviously that worry as well of what will we uncover once this is all said and done? And, you know, you go into people's homes and, you know, you start checking up on people and how many people have actually died of this. And as you said, in hospitals, if you're losing power and stuff, you might not directly die because of this, this situation, but this will indirectly can cause someone's death. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And... um like you, like you said about disaster, I mean, the last big disaster America had was Katrina, that mm. we remember. And uh, if you remember how that was handled, there was a lot of controversy around it. And a lot of people had the opinion that it wasn't handled that well. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting on what they learned when it came to that uh, disaster and what, what is going to be done in this case. Because that's, you know, on top of that as well, we forget that COVID is happening. So it's, yeah, what a it's terrible like, time for something like this to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst time to happen. So you can imagine that the emergency services are stretched, you know, and I feel really bad for the older people, you know, or elderly freezing in their homes, um, you know, never ex- never experiencing weather like this ever. I mean, it, it, it feels like it's, uh, what's it? Remember that film? Was it 2021 or 2020 or 2012? 2012, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. feel like we're living in 2012, like. Like you know what up on Noah's Ark and, and sailing away in the end. This Texas thing kind of reminds me of uh, the day after tomorrow or the day before yesterday or whatever yeah, the hell yeah, that movie was tomorrow. called. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was like slowly tomorrow. freezing over and everything. It's like Texas freezing is very mad to me. And it's uh, mad, it's mad. Yeah. So like I I, I don't know. It's ho- hopefully they can get a grips of it and they have the experience from Katrina to know and also to have prepared for some eventuality. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have prepared for snow in Texas. It's not something you think about. I mean, I don't know what contributed to this um, climate, but uh, in terms of emergency services, in terms of hospitals and key services being able to operate under the condition that there's no electricity, do you know what I mean? They must have thought of these things after the Katrina uh, hurricane. So hopefully they have. There's a lot, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues that come with this that like we wouldn't have thought of. But like, for example, in Austin, the state's capital lost 325 million gallons, which is 1.2 billion liters of water when pipes burst. Because obviously oh. when it gets that cold, water expands, breaks the pipes, and you have mass flooding in people's homes of ice. 
Wow, you know, people's father. houses are freezing, like uh, literally ice everywhere. And, you know, we always joke about, oh, yeah, Americans can get a house at 12 because the houses are made of cardboard. But there's some truth to that. Hmm. The houses in America aren't as sturdily built as the houses, for example, in the UK. So stuff like burst water pipes and shit like that is causing a lot of damage to people's properties as well, which is going to be a massive financial burden for them. Yeah, the implications exactly. of, oh, it's just cold weather are so huge, especially when a state isn't used to it. And mm -hmm. as you said, you know, after Katrina, you would expect them to be able to put some things into place. But how do you prepare for snow in Texas? You, you, I think you don't prepare for the snow, but you prepare for the effects of a disaster. For example, mm. you prepare for the eventuality that there's no electricity. So it doesn't matter what the disaster is, when there's no electricity, you can deal with that, if that makes sense. So you identify all the risks, what are the critical points in our infrastructure, uh, let's say hospitals, food, uh, food services, etc. And what backups do we have in eventuality that that's cancelled? But I think the fact that it's snow, it's regard regardless of that it's issue. It's new. Yeah, it's new. Like, we don't care, as uh, Scottish would say. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, maybe I can give us a little bit more information. So, yeah, sure, officials fine. are saying that they're working to rapidly distribute bottled water as well mm. as power generators for people to use. And uh, breweries and other local businesses have also assisted with the effort to supply drinking water. And it shows how, like, in times like this, you know, local communities come together to support each other. You know, we, we, we be, in our big especially fast life you know if you live in london etc or even in bristol whatever wherever you are in in the us florida big up our listeners uae big up our big listener but um you know you, you know we, we live a fast life like businesses don't really get in contact with each other with the local community really but when, when a big event like this occurs you then see the best out of people and people coming out of their way to help regardless whether they get something back or not so this okay, is so like i'm about to piss on your parade for a second yeah, go on go on uh, <laughs> so the reason why only Texas's state energy grid went out and it didn't really occur in other states is because obviously this is what I've read. I, I might be wrong. We've got plenty of American listeners. So if I am wrong, let me know. But I believe uh, the state grid that Texas runs on is not in, in connection with any of the other states. And they've repeatedly voted against any kind of green initiatives to bring in other forms of um, energy production right. uh, so what they use is a very outdated system because everyone else is kind of uh, working together to update their energy grids uh, each time a new you know system or whatever is available but Texas has always voted against that and always had their own energy grid mm. and so I feel like there's a massive issue there in the bureaucracy of it all which has kind of led to this as well um, and there is some kind of inclination and thought that they might be uh, some sort of uh, hacking going on there as well to kind of bring down the energy energy grid. Um, right. Okay. So Biden did say that if if that is the case, then they will be punished to the fullest extent of the law. So again, we don't know, but I, you know, apparently that is something that happens in Texas. If we're wrong, correct us. But you know, that is that is something that I think genuinely has contributed to this. And people do need to be held again, held accountable. I'm always preaching about like stick it on these politicians when it's true, but I feel like this is one of those situations. And uh, talking of these politicians, Ted Cruz, do you know mm. what Ted Cruz done? So who is Ted Cruz, first of all, for our listeners? So he's the state senator and the Zodiac killer. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, he's not, well, he's the guy who everyone calls the Zodiac killer. If you don't know him from his politics, you probably know him through that meme. 
Um, but he ran for the pre- uh, for presidency against Donald Trump. Donald Trump called his wife fat, and he just continued to kiss Donald Trump's ass for the next four years. Somebody with very little backbone, and uh, I personally do not like him, but you guys can make your own decision about him once you look into him, if you haven't already. Uh, so Ted Cruz is the state senator for Texas, and uh, what he's done is while his state is going through one of the biggest disasters in recent times, he's decided to fly off to Cancun, uh, to Mexico. Brilliant. Brilliant, isn't it? It's yeah, fantastic. Sometimes, it's, sometimes, it's like sometimes. it's shades of Dominic Cummings coming out here because, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically when he was questioned about it, he said, yep, it was wrong. It was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. But, you know, my daughters really wanted to go to Cancun. And what do you want me to do? I was just trying to be a good father. So he tried it. He really tried it. And he threw his own daughter under the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, which is bullshit, by the way. Can I just put that out there? Because people can't even go in to see their dying loved ones in hospital and you're you're flying off to to Cancun to a resort yeah, in the middle forward, of... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, ridiculous. it's not just the COVID thing. It's the storm on top. And it's like, dude, what, what are you doing? You are literally meant to represent Texas at the hardest time and you're off. So yeah, it really and, does and expose US politics. Since 2013. So he, he's repeatedly won in Texas. He beat Beto O'Rourke last time. Um, and yeah, he just repeatedly has been elected by Texans. And at their absolute you know time of need, he just dipped off to Cancun. Joker. This it's guy ridiculous. Is a joker. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? And uh, so they are calling for his resignation, which obviously he won't do. Um, but yeah, he, he cited his door wanting to go to Cancun for... For that reason and in fact his wife was telling their neighbors about how nice the resort was and even uh, told them oh if you want to get out of the cold weather come join us in cancun like yeah meanwhile know, so yeah exactly meanwhile, meanwhile there's an 11 year old boy who actually died after temperatures outside his house of his unheated mobile trailer fell below zero and literally a young boy who you know had a whole life ahead of him oh imagine 11 dude 11 you die because your uh you know mobile trailer doesn't have heat in Meanwhile, your state senator is off on holiday. Gallivanting in, in Cancun. In Cancun. That's, that's, that is horrendous, bro. That is, that is sad, sad, sad. So, I don't know, man. God help these people because it's going to be tough. Uh, on, again, like we said, on top of the COVID thing. I, I think, actually, here's a good question. When stuff like this happens, what comes to priority? Do you still keep social distancing? Do you, st- <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you really care or do you deal with the immediate um, aftermath of what's going on? And get I help think, where it's needed. Okay, should I should I make a quick announcement then, Steve? Yeah, go on. Okay, so our announcement about the guest that's going to come on is that he worked in disaster victim identification for many years. He's been involved in the loads and loads of these natural disasters, huge things. You know, um, give, give him the biggest one. Give him one of the biggest one that he was leading. So he he was basically the international lead, I guess, of the uh, tsunami in Thailand. And he's going to come on to our podcast. Well, he has come on. We have the episode recorded. Um, so when we talk about this, we kind of we are kind of referencing some of the stuff that he said. But um, yeah. I guess... Well, well, I, well, what's his credentials? What is he? Well, I, mean, I don't want to give too much details away because we did say it on the Patreon. So if okay, you're on the Patreon, okay. you'll figure out the full details. But he's a very, 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 you know, big, big, big guest of ours. He's the biggest yeah. guest we've had on so far. We're very proud that he came on. But yeah, when we discuss this, we kind of... We, we kind of discuss it with a bit of knowledge that he passed on to us. Um, but yeah, okay. So as you say, you know, what takes priority in this sort of situation? And, uh, you know, as much as we, could, we there is a, 
there is you know COVID going on and we do need to keep social distancing and so on and so forth. COVID is a long burner. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's something that, you know, you don't immediately die from COVID. You don't get it and die that minute, right? It's not like you're being shot in the head or nothing like that. But if you're freezing, uh, you know, your temperature drop beneath minus 18, you can literally just die overnight, go to bed in the cold, not wake up in the morning. So I think in that sense, I would say the precedence would be to try and save as many people as you can from no, this immediate yeah. thing rather than worrying about COVID. I mean, obviously you would send all the rescuers in with PPE if you can, but the reality of the situation is this is something that can affect a lot of people in a very bad way. And you don't, you don't want this to turn into another Katrina. So you do have to prioritize, I think, saving as many people as you can immediately. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree. Like, like you said, immediate lives are at risk. So the risk really goes out the window. It's like, for example, let's say you know someone's about to commit suicide and it's COVID. You're not going to respect the <laughs> the social distancing rules, are you? So I, I feel like it's almost as immediate as that. Um, like we told you about the 11-year-old boy who died overnight. Um, and this this needs to be handled and uh as absolute priority yeah definitely. absolute priority yeah um I, I did some research and uh you asked about how did this occur so mm. perhaps i can read this out um yep. the state is seeing some of its coldest temperatures more than 30 years we know mm -hmm. that uh this isn't normal so according to the u.s national weather service this is down to an Art arctic breakout that originated just above the u.s canada border bringing a winter snowstorm as well as plummeting temperatures so hmm. it does seem to indicate that this is more of a uh, an outlier, but it's a natural phenomenon, if that makes sense. So cold yeah. air outbreaks such as these are normally swept by the Arctic by a series of low pressure systems. However, this one moved through Canada and spilled out. So, okay. you, you know, these things can happen. Um, yeah, it could just be like a freak occurrence, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, uh, whether the global warming has a hand in it, I'm sure there's some kind of effect, but whether it's the you know the driving factor completely. I'm not. I'm. I can't, we can't I, I'm not too that. convinced from what you've just said either. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. That's I mean, obviously, we wish all the best to the people of Texas, and you know, we, our prayers are with you. It is a very difficult time, and we hope that you know you get out of this with as many as little uh, lives lost as possible. And you know, obviously, as I said, this isn't just about lives lost. There's people whose livelihoods are destroyed and houses are destroyed. Exactly. And, yeah, you know, we, we 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 wish the best for them and we hope that nothing like Katrina-esque happens in this situation. But yeah, Ted Cruz really needs to just step down. He needs I to think. step down, yeah. No, step after down. this, this is This like, is unforgivable. I come mean, on. I can't believe he's done that. It is ridiculous. I mean, you could say that he's democratically elected and you said that more than once, right? He was elected more than once. So yeah, yeah, definitely. maybe he has the right to keep going. But in my opinion after something like this, like you have the social responsibility to perform. And if not, you should be held yourself accountable and actually put yourself down. Um, yeah. There's no need to continue like this, but we can follow the story as we go along, I guess. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll read into it. We'll look up it. Then we'll, we'll share stuff on our social media page, uh, Insta on Instagram, Verbal Reason Podcast, and on Twitter, Podcast Verbal, Facebook, again, just search Verbal Reason Podcast. We'll, we'll give you updates about what's happening in Texas, but... Yeah, we will be keeping a close eye on it because it is, it's a terrible thing that's happened and we just hope everyone can get out of it safely exactly. and yeah. uh, as little lives lost as possible. Right, so what, what's next, Steve? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so there, there was some information on, on WhatsApp, some new news on WhatsApp. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but 
recently they've asked us to you know agree to another agreement which we never read um i did read and i was quite worried about the agreement nonetheless i agreed because what what are you going to do but um yeah so essentially the uh whatsapp says uh, that it's going to take data from you and the data that it's going to take is if correct me if i'm wrong Aaron, but mm. based on um, the data that you use when you buy something so let's say off amazon or off any online pla- platform they'll take your ip address and information about what you've bought and they do say though that the data that it shares so it, basically the signatory that you take allows them to take the data and also share it to other third party uh Ident- uh, companies or whatever they don't identify exactly who they will be so it could be anyone when whatsapp was pressed they did say they don't share any information based on messages or group calls or call logs so i guess that's a good thing but they do share location and exactly what you've been your activity on your phone so i don't know how yeah. do you feel about this Evan? what do you think about this i mean i think it's just a natural order of things isn't it the minute facebook buys something you know that they're about to make it very invasive you know we we've discussed this before when for example instagram which was brought out by facebook um now if you're talking near your phone and uh, two minutes later you go onto instagram you see adverts tailored specifically to what you were just discussing so it, it is a thing that facebook does that's how facebook makes their money you got to remember it's a free platform right so you make an account you go on there it's free but so how does facebook make their money makes their money by selling your data to third parties who can then sell you goods so those third parties pay them so that they can basically tailor their their you know products for you uh, if they think that you're your credible you know uh, customer so it's the same type of situation with whatsapp what they basically want to do is i think introduce like a, a third party selling section onto whatsapp where you can buy stuff off whatsapp and if anybody sends you a link and you press on the link to buy something or you know, stuff like that. They immediately take your IP address, what you bought, you know, who sent it and blah, blah. Mm. So yes, they don't have access to your messages, but I think that this is just as much a, uh, you know, invasion of privacy as as it would be if they were to just sell your messages, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think the, the key question is now, first of all, what are we going to do as human beings? Because it seems like, and it's quite worrying that we've just kind of accepted our lot so whenever these things happen, we're just like, yeah, I guess they're just going to take our data and I guess there's nothing we can do. I'm going to have to use WhatsApp, right? All my friends use WhatsApp. But yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's not even friends. It's even family back home. You know, we're, we're not we're not native to Britain. We're from other countries and That's true. we have family there. And how do you communicate with them? Do you remember the days of Labara? Oh, yeah. Labara mobile phone. We yeah. had to go and get the cards and put £5 on it, £10. Only on it two people use that. Immigrants and trappers. That was it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, a lot of people might not know about that if you're a younger listener. But when you had to call someone, especially overseas, you had to go and buy these specific cards. And it was just a whole hassle. It was very expensive. Um, but yeah. now, you you know, you got WhatsApp and Facebook and Instagram, all these free platforms where you can message loved ones or friends or whatever for free. All you need is to connect to your Wi-Fi, which I guess you pay for anyway. But um you know, so we need it for communication. We need it. But if you get rid of WhatsApp and you, what do you use? If you use your iPhone, iPhone does the same thing, right? iMessage. Yeah, yeah. Apple well, still there, has there access are, to everything. There, there are other thing. third party, uh, so like there are other applications that you can use. The only issue is it's not popular. So how are you going to convince people that, you know, hey guys, jump onto this new platform? There, no, there are loads of them, say, by the way. There's loads say, of them. But... When I say this is the natural progression of things, I mean that, even if you were to jump onto a new platform, eventually when that pl- platform becomes a, a success and becomes popular, 
someone like an Insta- uh, Facebook or an Apple or an Amazon will buy that platform and then they will do the same thing that they're doing on WhatsApp now on those platforms. It's just like the natural order of things. There's never a, a site or a whatever that you can go onto which you know wholeheartedly that your information isn't being shared or stored or sold in one way or another. I feel like that's just, if you're so, going to do something online, that so is what just can what we you do? have to accept. I what don't can know. we do? I'll be honest with you. I don't think there is anything we can do. I, th- I think this then, if we've reached this point in society, it means it needs to go down to legislation. Mm. Legislators need to specify that when it comes to communication services, such as WhatsApp or you know text messages, that it shouldn't be based on uh, you know gathering data. Because essentially what it is is brainwashing. When, when, you look, when you look at adverts, don't think they just randomly threw it out there and it's just like free market. They know exactly your psychological profile. They know exactly what you like to look at. They know exactly what you like to eat. They know everything about you. So they're just... Yeah, billions have been invested into this for yeah. a good reason. They know everything about you. It's complete brainwashing. So they know that, you know, it, this is exactly what you need to see in order for you to buy these products, statistically speaking, which is like insane. So I feel like the government now has a responsibility to protect its citizens, uh, here in the UK, obviously, in Europe, etc., and actually specify that if... Uh, the applications that are used here are not allowed to be used in this way, X, Y, Z, which is to, this is what China does, guys. I mean, China uses the data for themselves for their own, um, you, you know, their own uh, gains. But let, let me put it this way. They have the balls to say no. Do you know what I mean? They have the mm-hmm. balls to say, no, you can't do this here unless you do it this way. And all the companies in the end have to flex. Why is it here in the UK or in Europe or in the US? Why do we just bend so easily to companies and it's obvious, right? Because of the structure of our, we're, we're more free market, and therefore, Ooh, uh, big just, big you're money. You're on the edge. You're on the yeah. edge. You're nah, on the edge. Big you're money about has to, you're about big, to join my side. You're about big to money has a big influence. So this is when Stalin comes in. I'm joking, but like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shades of Mao. Um, shades of Mao. But you, do you know what I mean? Like we need to have some balls. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, to say, how about this then? How about this? Fix then? Up. Let me let me ask you this then. Yeah, okay, so on. WhatsApp as a company then can't sell your data, can't do none of that. How do they make money? Will you be willing to pay a WhatsApp subscription fee monthly to be able to then use their services? Because they need to make money some way, right? But but like, they can still make money. I mean, and also the data collection can be restricted. It doesn't need to completely go, but it can mm. go in a fair way. Do you, do, okay. do you know what I mean? Like, so instead you, of saying you're kind of suggesting a, not necessarily get rid of it, but just to restructure. Control, it. yeah. Because yeah. at the moment, they know exactly who you are, dude. They know exactly where you're using it. At what time, exactly what you're watching, exactly what you buy, exactly how much, how, like it's too much. Restrict yeah, you it. know, I'm going to ask you a question yeah, because I feel like you know it better than me. So, for example, I've turned Siri off on my phone because I was thinking the other day, I'm like, for Siri to know when you say Siri, Siri needs to be listening at all times, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. So that basically right there is just yeah. is straightforward thinking and evidence that Apple are listening to everything you say. I don't want that level of infiltration into my day-to-day life just because I want to own a phone. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And- like, because I want to have a phone. So now you've got some guy in, in in Apple, God knows where, knows every little thing that I'm doing. That's ridiculous. And like, ask yourself the question, how often do you use Siri? Like, realistically, do you know what I mean? It's kind of, for me, at least, it's more like a, a, a little bonus that I barely use. Yeah, but like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. But the, 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 what you give up for that is insane. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You give up all your privacy. Like every conversation I have, 
Like my phone is near me at the moment. They listen to this podcast for free. They're getting our Patreon bonus episode for free. And for I free. won't stand by it. And I won't stand by it. Do you hear Bro, me? I'm still locking up Nanny, you know. Who? Nanny. Who's... Bro, we're, we're locking up our grandmas in the cage. You don't forget on the Instagram post. Okay, yeah, but you need to give context for that. Okay, that okay, okay, fucking okay, nuts, okay, blood. Yeah, what? That sounds nuts. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Yeah, anyways, 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 Steve's Steve's done locking up his grandmother if you don't sign up for our Patreon. Um, Speaking of context that. Context is very key there, but yeah. Speaking of on. that. Do, do, do we do we want to release the um do you want to talk about what, what i've been doing and oh yes so you have a very very big very important initiative coming up but that sounds mm. kind of personal and it sounds kind of like close community stuff oh, that's so maybe true. we should drop that in the bonus episode um yeah, yeah. so let's end this episode now thank you for listening guys obviously uh we really do appreciate it and as always if you uh you know if you um want to just send this to one friend just send it to one friend it's not the end of the world right if you enjoy it send it to one of your friends let them enjoy it too right don't 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 be so share selfish the share the yeah. love yeah share the love so send this to one friend and uh, if they like it obviously we get another listener and you know you get to bring some joy into your friend's life win-win uh, yeah. and if you want to really share the love then head on over to our patreon sign up it's only 2.99 a month you know what i mean i I tend to defend the poor, but come on, guys. None of you are that poor. You can you can you can spend two ninety nine a month. Don't, Look, don't Nanny's in the cage right now, boy. And she's not coming out until we sign up. Straight until up. you sign up, she's right not coming now. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, come on, sign up. Basically, I'm I'm tired of uh, being nice about it. I'm getting kind of mad. All right, you better start. <laughs> you better start signing up. Uh, but yeah, anyway, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, for our Patreon listeners, we'll see you on the bonus episode. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? That was bloody brilliant.